Pastor Anton here. When we hear the words like submit, love, respect, what goes through our minds? What's the secret that causes these words to be relevant in our lives? We'll answer that question and so much more. Let's go. Hey, everyone. You're listening to the Discover Grace and Truth podcast. Together, we are going to discover God's grace and truth through the Bible for people who love Jesus, who want to hear His voice, move in His direction, and eventually help others do the same. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this episode with Pastor Anton Lasala. Hey, welcome again to Discover Grace and Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Anton. Man, glad to be with you today. You know, we're always going to be talking about Jesus on this program, and keeping Jesus centered in our lives is the goal, is the goal in everything that we do with our relationships, with our workplace, you know, decisions that we have to make. We really want to put Jesus in the center of our lives. Why? Because we want to hear God's voice. We want to move in his direction and eventually help others do the same. Now, you might say, well, I'm not sure if I want to hear God's voice. Well, no, every person wants to hear God's voice. They want to move in his direction. There's an innate thing on the inside of us. Whether we know Jesus or not, is Jesus or not, it's because we want to hear our authority, God's voice, so that we can move in his direction. What better way to do this than to follow the, the, the instructions of the Bible? Uh, and the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 and 6, be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And that's a key word right there. I think in order for us to really understand God's voice, to move in his direction, is we got to get humble. And Peter emphasizes this in verse 6. He says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. In other words, You know, if we just put ourselves under the umbrella of Jesus, if we just humble ourselves and say, you know what, it's not going to be my way, it's going to be your way, God. In time, God is going to come through for us the way he needs to come through for us. Uh, You know, so many times, there are so many times when we try to figure out what God wants to do for us. And, 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 And I think in my life, the best way for me to understand his ways is just to be humble. Be humble towards the Lord. So in other words, if we humble ourselves before God, God is going to come through for us. Another way that God will, will come through for, for us if we just follow the words of the Bible. So why follow the words of the Bible? Well, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, I love the scripture. It says, for the word of God is living. It's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. I know there's a lot there. And, you know, let me encourage you. Go to the scripture. Find out how powerful this word is. Because if you look at down, if you look at this scripture and you break it down, it's it's going to help us in our soul realm. 
you know, in our mind, in our whole being. It's going to help us in our growing up, in our spiritually. It's going to help us in our bodies, our joints and marrow. And most of all, again, it's a discerner of the thoughts in the intents of the heart. So when we're lining up with God's word, something powerful is happening in our soul realm, in our spirit realm, in our body realm, in our thought realm. It's all about understanding what Jesus wants to do for our lives. More of God's word is delivered to us through the letters of Paul in the New Testament. Specifically, you know, we've been talking about the book of Ephesians, which has so many examples of God's ways for us. It produces confidence, I believe, to walk out our salvation. So I've been calling this series of conversations uh, the letters of Paul. And again, in studio today to continue our conversation, I have and I have my wife, Shanna LaSala, again, talking about the book of Ephesians. Welcome again, Shanna, to Discover Grace and Truth. Yes. How, how we doing? We're doing good. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Glad to be here again. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, a reminder of the book of Ephesians is, is good for us because, you know, again, I, it, I've been saying this over and over and over you know, when you look at the book of Ephesians, the first three uh, chapters outlines the wealth of God's well, God's word and and how who we are in Christ. And in four and five and a little bit of six talks about how we can walk out our salvation. And then we're going to get into the warfare of things of things when things get difficult. You know, the enemy comes at us. And we can stand because God's given us authority. We'll get in that a little bit. But, uh, um, you know, last time we came together, Shanna, we talked about chapter 5. And we talked about how there was an inheritance that God has given us, an inheritance of love, you know, that we ought to be imitators of God and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and to come to him like, like a child, you know. And then we hit verse 6, I think, and this is so important for, for all of us because as we read and we find out that there is this inheritance that God has given us that there's going to be some deception out there. The world is deceiving us to go in the wrong direction. And, uh, you know, you said some things last time that I think we need to, we need to, uh, reiterate. We need to talk about because so many people feel like, you know what, how can I get rid of the old? Yeah. I, I think I kind of said something about, we have to first recognize it. Mm-hmm. recognize the deception yeah if we don't recognize the deception then we just continue in it right, right. so we have to first recognize that deception and then then I said uh, once we recognize it we have to know what God's word has to say about it and go in the direction of his word and um, you poignantly pointed out that we have to know God's word so in order to know God's word we have to spend time in his word so you know there's this there's never a formula, but um, there are some steps that we can try to take, right? We have to recognize. We have to spend time with God in his word, and then we can walk in how he says to walk if we know these things. Yeah. Right? Sometimes people say ignorance is bliss. It's not bliss because we continue down a deceptive road if we don't know. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. I mean, and I think that goes back to 
uh, going back to my opening, you know, <clears throat> it, it being humble, being like in a place where, okay, Lord, you know, I don't know. I really don't know anything, Lord. So just fill me with your new things. Fill me with, with um, uh, how I need to be as a person uh, that represents you, Jesus. That goes back to being childlike. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right. I, when we say, I really don't know, that's a child. Daddy, help me. Yeah. Daddy, help me. I don't, I don't know which way to go. I don't know how to pray. Show me how to pray. Right. 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 It's that humility, that childlike attitude. And then he does. Yeah. And you know what? That's, that's so good because um, I think many times as adults, we think like we know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe we do. Maybe we have a good education about certain subjects. But, you know, there's that intimacy with God that gives us inside information that will cause us to be better people here on planet Earth. So, um, you know, we we left off with verse 21, and, and um, we're going to get into this now. Um, but <laughs> verse 21 says to submit one to another in the fear of God. And, you know, I asked this question last time, you know, what's your take on this scripture? What do you, what do you believe that this scripture really means? Well, if we look at that whole, uh, we back up, you know, into um, 15, we're talking about um, walking in wisdom, right? Um, And then, Verse 19 talks about speaking to one another in um, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Now, in today's society, in vernacular, we don't go around, you know, in that verbiage talking in hymns to one another. So how do we do that in today? What does that look like today? And really, it's encouraging one another, right? This is about walking out what he wants. So it's encouraging one another. How do we, hey, it's calling up um, a friend or a coworker. You can do this. It's um, how can I help you? What, do you? what are you struggling with? I can get you over that, that, um, <clears throat> that hurdle that you might be struggling with. It's really being there for someone and just giving them the affirmation that they need or uh, just lending a shoulder for them to you know, be there for them. So um, that's how I interpret that verse 19. But to go further, um, it, then it goes into giving thanks, right? So we're encouraging each other. We're encouraging each other. Then we're giving thanks to the Lord because, see, now we're, we're giving out and now we're giving thanks because he's giving us the understanding of how to do that one to another. So we're giving thanks to the Lord always right in the name of Jesus so we're thanking God for that and then it says submitting one to another in the fear of the Lord or sorry in the fear of God and um, obviously uh, we we know because we've been spending time here but that fear of God is not a fear as in afraid right it's a right. fear as in reverence um, as in holy he's a holy God so it's an honor, right? And submitting there, I have it as simply listening, listening one to another in honor to God. Yeah, that's really, really good. That's 
That's so what, I'm encouraging you. Yeah. I'm thanking God. And now I'm listening to you or to my coworkers. I mean, right now it's just talking about simple relationships. It could be between a, a mother and son, mother and daughter, father, son, um, wife to husband, boss to coworker, whatever it is. It's submitting one to another. So I'm listening. And we all, we've heard it before. There's a difference between hearing yeah, it's so true. and listening. <laughs> yes. I, and I think hearing has a little bit of independence in it. Hearing has a little bit of pride in it, but listening has humility in it. Really good. Right. Listening has that honor because we're in reverence to God. So I'm, if I'm going to honor God, I'm going to honor the one who's sitting in front of me and I'm going to hear and listen not only here, but I'm going to listen to the words and not with any attitude of, I'm just going to let that, those words go in one ear and out the other. Right, right, right. I, and, and, you know, for those who are married, listening to this, <laughs> this uh, conversation, you know, there is a vast difference, like you just said, between hearing and listening. And, and, and you know, one of the things that we do at times is, if we really want, if we're really listening to one another, we're actually able to repeat back to each other what we just said, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, hearing it just, you know, you heard the term, it goes from one ear to the other. That's, that's just hearing. That's just noise. That's just mm -hmm. words. But listening is actually taking in what uh, that person is saying, right? I mean, there's many times where we'll have conversation and uh, one of us will say, no, you're not listening to me. <laughs> right? Right. And it happens. I mean, come on. We're, we're imperfect people, right? Right. Um, we make mistakes. Uh, we've been married how many years? 30 years. Right. Um, we've made uh, this particular mistake of not listening, I'm sure. Uh, I, we, I couldn't even count. But... Um, the more that we spend time with him in the word, the better we get at everything, right? <laughs> including this, yes. um, this listening. Um, but that's what we say. No, you're not listening to me. Yeah. And sometimes we hear what you're saying, but we're not listening. And some of it's in the communicating who's doing the communicating out. But a lot of time it's on the person that that's receiving the words whose mind might be somewhere else. I hear you. Well, keep in mind. So if you're listening today, keep in mind that submitting one to another again is just simply listening to one another, like Shana pointed out. But let's find out what submission looks like in terms of our relationship between husband and wife. And verse 22 says, wives submit to your husband own husbands as to the Lord. Now, you know, when you just read that without any type of knowledge of what these words really mean, you know, it, it sounds like, you know, Paul is being demanding on the wife, you know, submit, 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 submit. But really he's saying, listen to your own husbands as to, as to the Lord. In other words, do it in reverence of God, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, this is not a slam against the, uh, those wives that are listening today. Um, 
God is simply saying that you need to listen to your husbands. And now we're going to get to the husbands here in a second. So don't, you know, just don't fret. Hold on. We'll get there. <laughs> and verse 23 says, For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. So he's really putting uh, an understanding that the husband has a lot of responsibilities, mm-hmm. just like Christ. Right. Christ had a lot of responsibilities to bring the word, to bring change. And so that responsibility also lands on the husband to do, to seek out, to know what God's will is. But it's the wife that needs to trust the husband. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. I want to hit something here just for a second because I think this is important. I mean, we understand we have a great relationship, a godly relationship. We honor the Lord first, and then we honor each other. And um, we're not perfect, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, but we're one. You know, we're we're on the same wavelength. And there are some listeners out there today that might not have the same type of relationship that we have. And, and maybe you're, you know, you're a female that has wife and you have a great relationship with God, but maybe, you know, your husband has no relationship with God and, but you're learning, you're learning to, you're, you're learning how to come together and to resolve issues. And you might say, well, I just, I can't submit to my husband because, you know, he does this and he does that. Well, there's only certain things and I, this is where I want to encourage you. If there's only certain things that you need to do to hopefully uh, encourage your husband, who is not a believer, to come to a place where he believes in God. And one of the things that you could do is just to unconditionally love him. Mm-hmm. You know, do things that, um, that will help him understand who God is in your life. And vice versa, you know, if you're male, right, mm-hmm. the same thing goes. You know, maybe you have a, a, a wife that's not a believer. Well, you know, you're, you're going to see some things here in the Word of God that we need to do in a godly relationship that, that would enhance a relationship with one another. So I just wanted to encourage you with that because you're thinking, well, you know, you have it all made. I'm a single mom or I'm a single dad. And, there's nothing really going on for me in my life. How can I apply some of these principles? These principles work no matter where, what you face. Submit one to another is about listening to one another. And um, wives, submit to your, yourselves to the Lord, right? And then verse 25, I, I just, you know, we get into this. We, we, we saw the wife's side of things, right, Chanda? Yes, we did. And then it says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ has also loved the church and gave himself for her. I mean, that sounds like a lot of responsibility there. And, um, huge. I mean, I'm, I'm just speaking from my perspective, you know, as a husband, as a man of God, I have the responsibility 
to uh, instruct, encourage my wife to do the will of God. And again, it's to encourage. I, you know, in my life, it's my opportunity to do the same thing with my kids, to instruct them in the ways of the Lord so they won't depart from them. The other responsibility, though, is on me. And um, I don't take it lightly. Um, and sometimes you might, maybe you're a male out there and you're your you're husband and you, you feel all this pressure on you. I'm not saying to do it in pressure. I'm saying to do it in God's love. Do it in a way where you just humble yourself and say, Lord, you know, I don't know how to do this, but you're going to teach me how to do this. And that's exactly what happened to me. I didn't know how to do certain things to be a uh, a, a godly husband. I, I, I grew up in a, a dysfunctional family and it, it, it didn't go well for me. And I didn't have any teacher. I didn't have any mentor to say, hey, this is how you, you need to walk in relationship. The only thing that I had, and, and this is the honest truth, is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit taught me how to be the husband, how to be that person that could be the encouragement to, to, my, to you, to, to my wife, to my children, to anyone that would just would, would listen for the encouragement of God's word. So um, I want to encourage you, uh, husband, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he may sanctify. That word sanctify means set apart and cleanse her. Here's the key. Here's the key. You want to encourage, grow up, help, help your family grow, help your relationship grow. It's right here in verse 26. Sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. You know, this is so important. And, and really, I can think of so many examples of how the word of God uh, was the result or was the solution, I should say, to helping us in our time of need. And, and maybe there's an there's a instance, maybe there's a, a time in your life where you felt like, you know what, I really need a word from God. And I had that word for you, you know. Uh, maybe it was a move. Maybe it was, it could be anything simple, you know, that could have happened in your life. Um, but I just believe that the word of God uh, for me is to help you. So how, how does it make you feel? What, when I instruct you, because, you know, people are listening, oh, you're, you're, you know, you're a pastor. You, you're supposed to do those things. No, I'm a husband first, right? So how does it help you? Well, you know, being, being a woman, I have to first say that um, it is to see a man worshiping and praying to God, seeking him, um, for, I can only speak to my, for myself, but there are some other females that I've spoken about this too. Uh, but to see a man worshiping the Lord and, and praying and seeking God's face, there's something about that 
that just makes us feel safe. Mm. It makes us feel uh, protected. It makes us, um, uh, it's actually, uh, if I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, um, a turn on, (laughs) um, it, um, it just really is this thing where you know that he is not doing it on his own, that there's someone else that is leading him. Mm. There's that safety. And so Mm. you feel like there's a safety net. It's not a power thing. It's not where, where you see so many, so much where people want to be ahead of something, the head of a company or, you know, the leader of this, where it's a power ego hoorah type uh, macho thing, you know, where they want to be in command of something. Um, But to know that your man, your husband is the head, yet he is seeking the one Mm. brings safety to a woman. And I think for me, knowing and seeing and living with that it makes verse 22 all the more easier Mm. because I truly believe that if a man is doing his part he then treats her with the respect and the honor and the um, the listening that she has no problem submitting yeah so I see it as this big reciprocal action that continues to go on give and take right yeah it's not i I don't i I, just a revolving yeah that's good it's a revolving almost like the 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 wedding band on our on our fingers it's a revolving it's a circle of things that as it continues to go on it just is a never-ending thing right 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 as as you seek we feel safe we feel safe we surrender to our our will to your direction to your leading because we know that you're not leading because you're it and you're all that in a bag of chips it's because there's the greater one on the inside of you that is leading and guiding and there's safety there yeah that's so good thank you thank you for for sharing that that's that that's really really helpful um for our listeners um but i wanted to again encourage those single parents, the single uh, moms and dads out there that are struggling, mm-hmm. or, or maybe you are married and you're struggling in your life, um, you know, this is the most, probably the most important part we could, we can talk about today is really what we said in verse 21, smitting one to another, mm-hmm. and then allowing the different parts of what a man has to do to bring value to a relationship and a woman who needs to bring value to that, to that relationship, just working together. And uh, again, we're, and we're not perfect folks. We are Uh not perfect. Uh, There are a lot of stories that we probably could tell you uh, of, of the spirited conversations that we've had in the past because we weren't listening, because we weren't going in God's direction. We were doing our own thing and what our opinions matter. But as we dive into God's word and we find out what the role is for a wife, what the role is for a man, 
for a husband to to lead uh, it just makes things so much better and verse 28 says this so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies he who loves his wife loves himself now you know there's a lot of responsibility it just doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of responsibility on the woman's part but a whole lot of responsibility on the man's part but both are equal in the god in god's eyes and if you're a wife doing your part and or you're a husband doing your part then god is going to bless that relationship somehow he'll make a way where there is no way When difficulty situations come in your life, he's going to turn those things around. Why? Because we're submitting ourselves to God's word. We're humbling ourselves to God's word. And we're allowing God's word to move in our life. So I have a question for you, Shanda. Another one. Yeah. So how important is it to you to know these principles are working in our relationship? Hey everyone, subscribe now and don't miss out on any other episodes. For more information, go to discovergraceandtruth.com. If you want to receive an email reminder, you can sign up there as well. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope that this episode reminded you that God loves you. He is for you and he is ready to go above and beyond what you can ask or think according to his power that works in you. We love you and we'll catch you next time.